welcome to an episode of Quincy Talks where I take a conversation I had with a with an individual that I thought was powerful, impactful, or valuable, and uh, we break it down and reshare it here on Perfect Soccer Radio. Some conversations are recent, some are conversations from the past, but regardless, these are conversations we believe are valuable in their own ways to everybody at different points in time in their process. If you listen to this episode and you learn or gain anything of value or gain any insights, we'd love for you to reach out to us and let you let us know what you've learned as well as leave a comment or a review on the podcast or platform that you're currently listening. Thanks again and enjoy today's episode. The real, what's going on? Yo, Evan Bush. What up, Evan? You joining me? Good to see you, brother. Bralo, what's going on? JSSSS, or yeah, GJSSS, what's going on? Howda, what up? Uh, I'm from Holland. Wow, shout out from Holland. We're international. Milika, bruh. That's what I'm talking about. I'm in your head. Love that. Jordan, what's up? Uh, Patrick said, hey, what's good, Quincy? Just finished my jog, getting some stretching in now. Figured while I was doing my stretches, I could join in on the live and say what's up. See what you guys are up to. Share some thoughts, some different things that are in the mix and I'm working on. And yeah, bringing it all together. Jordan asks, do you take ice baths? Yes, I do. Um, Every day after training, I take an ice bath. But in the off season, I don't take ice baths. Uh, Connor said, I'm watching a soccer match today. Which game, what game are you watching? Mass Journalist, what's going on, man? Captain TN joined in on the live. How you doing, Captain? Uh, stack some rocks. Let's see what we got here. Uh, Malika said, keep grinding as an ATL fan. I'd love to see you in the black and red. I think you guys saw I tagged a... Who's the president of the president of Atlanta? You guys should definitely tag him and tell him that you guys want me to come to Atlanta. I am a free agent, so you know, DC hasn't has yet to give me an official offer. So that means you know what I mean? Free agency. You know how it is. We're crowd we're crowdfunding free agency. We're just ahead of our time, remember? We're just the the community is participating in my free agency. The first professional athlete to crowdsource his free agency and go live with you guys through the process and you can watch the whole thing unravel so if you would like me to sign with your team anywhere free agency means i can sign anywhere in the world not only just in mls uh yeah share my soccer cv perfectsoccerskills.com slash quincy cv share it with uh your sports director your president of the club the coach anyone I keep my CV updated, so you guys let me know what you think of my uh, soccer resume. If you think uh, I've got what it takes to sign a contract somewhere, you know? Been doing it for 11 years, but that doesn't mean anything. You gotta approach every single year as if it's your rookie season. And that's what I've been doing, so. Yeah, perfect. Someone type that in. Perfect soccer, perfectsoccerskills.com slash Quincy CV. I'll tag that there. Tommy Bryan joined. I'm doing well, Tommy. How are you? Uh, Malika said, I'm going to give Barcelona a call. You should. If they're wanting to understand next level next level MSL, I'm telling you guys, we're revolutionizing the game. The approach to the game, the MSL is a new, highly advanced, highly cerebral approach to playing this beautiful game of football or soccer. It's the evolution of you guys are with me for the beginning stages of the evolution of this beautiful game. We're going to look back on this day 10 years from now and go, wow, wow. We did not believe that that's what this would turn into and that it is what he says it is. But if you guys go check out my soccer CV, you can get a little bit of a breakdown of the MSL and the mindset that I approach on the field when I'm playing uh, on that page. There's a there's a clip breakdown on that that um, 
that kind of breaks down how I how I approach the game, what I'm thinking about when I'm on the field, and uh, how I approach the game to be the best teammate I can possibly be. I know uh, this sport is one that rewards individual talents and efforts, which is great. You know, like individuals should be rewarded when they do well. But at the end of the day, soccer is a team sport. Not no one individual can win it for the team. Messi's a great example of that, right? He hasn't won anything on the international, I won't say he hasn't won anything on the international level. He hasn't gone very far in a World Cup. And that's because even though if you're the greatest player in the world, or Cristiano, depending on, I know there's a lot of people, it usually comes down to those two players. Neither one of them has won a World Cup. And for any other sport, I don't think it's as true as it is for soccer that one player, even having the best player in the world, can win you anything. You have to have the team that can help facilitate that and um, I think fans and coaches and fall just more the, the general current way that people look at soccer is they're only paying attention to the best player on the team the one who checks all the boxes for stats but I think we're reading stats wrong and we're approaching it I won't say wrong I'll just say I think there's more efficient and effective ways of reading those stats and valuing players based on what they contribute in the game. And uh, hopefully those of you who are interested can learn a little bit more about why I think that way. And uh, looking at my soccer CV can maybe break down a little bit of that and let you get a kind of an understanding of how I approach the game and why I approach the game that way. And if you think it's something valuable and you think it'd be something that your team or organization could benefit from, share it with someone you think would like to see it. Uh, yeah, if you guys got some questions and stuff or whatever, drop it in that question box. Sometimes it goes flying by me on the, in the chat. But what's been going on with you guys? Drop Someone drop below something that you've just recently learned that's changed your perspective on things. I'd like to know what, what you guys are, what you guys are learning. What's going on in your world? What are you seeing has changed or what are you changing about how you see things? And spam that little heart button if you guys can hear me. I know I'm a little bit farther away. I don't know if the headphones are are there. So, or or drop some "I'm in your head" emojis so I can at least see. Okay, I'm seeing you guys hitting the heart button. So if you it sounds like okay, perfect. Thank you. Looks like you guys can hear me. Let's see. Have you ever heard of Bridges FC in Chicago? Yes, I have. Just right now, this moment. <laughs> but before that, no, I haven't. Uh, antisocial girl underscore 33 said you can't please everyone so I do enough to please myself that philosophy is alright I understand that philosophy uh, I think you should make your you should do what makes you happy but sometimes doing what makes you happy right now will sacrifice your happiness in the long run so I think it would be do what makes you happy so long as it doesn't sacrifice your happiness in the future as well, too. But I appreciate you sharing that. That's, I think that's a great start. But you know what we talk about here. We talk about the LTWM, the long-term winner's mindset over here, the MSL. The mindset you need to accomplish your goals. That's what we talk about here. The I'm in your head emojis. I love that. Guys, I hope you're doing a great job of killing internet trolls out there with the I'm in your head emoji. Hope you are doing your duty and spreading the message, spreading that good word. <laughs> you can kill these internet trolls one emoji at a time. A couple updates on stuff. 
Uh, I think I had mentioned, if you guys are following my, my personal newsletter, you'd have seen, or my blog, if you go over to my blog, quincymariquois.com, I just did a uh, post called I'm Back, and it's giving you guys kind of a, a mass update on all the moving parts, all the things that have been happening over just kind of in my world, my life, and then more importantly, the Perfect Soccer Team. We've been working on stuff like mad these last couple of years, which is a big reason why I haven't been publishing any written articles over on my site for like the last three or four years. Um, but I finally got Sarah on board. She's a full, my full-time writer. She helps me coordinate and keep on a schedule because that's one of my weaknesses is keeping to a schedule because in my world, as you guys know, I'm a bit of a journeyman. You can get a call at any point in time and be in a brand new country or a brand new city or a brand new team and you got to learn and integrate and get involved with that. So... So I have not had a lot of experience with, with uh, consistency of schedule, but I have had a lot of experience with consistency of mindset. And that's a big reason why I haven't had to have consistency in schedule to make this stuff work. So, um, uh, Z Blue said, I wrote a quote a while ago. I really would like your opinion on it. Well, you drop the quote in here. Let's, let's look at it. Uh, look at the, or drop it in the questions and we can bring it up. Uh, Malika asks, what do you think of official memes? I think he is on a, on a path and journey to, to, uh, to enlightenment. I think he's, he's figured out the unlock. Humor is the, is the path to internal happiness and being able to make fun of yourself is a valuable skill that most people don't have because most people are insecure. At some point in time, on some level, everyone has insecurities, and those insecurities uh, dictate much of your behavior. And uh, over the long term, you see the results of those those insecurities. So, um, the better you're able to understand those insecurities and why you do what you do, uh, the more equipped you'll be to overcoming them and preventing them from negatively impacting you on your journey. Uh, you know the vibes. I say it all the time when I'm playing in real life. <laughs> uh, MLS fan base, what up? Big, big underscore A-H-K-K-K-K said, you coming back to D.C. United, bro? I don't know. You guys got to ask Dave Casper and... Ben Olson that. You guys got to talk to them about that. When I own my own MLS franchise and team and stuff, then I'll, I'll be able to just, you know, wave a, with the signing of a pen, write whatever contract I want. But until then, that's for other people to decide. So you got to help them in making the right decision. Because not everybody knows how to make the best decisions. You know, not everybody holds themselves accountable to the same standard that you may hold yourself accountable because everybody gets to live their life how they choose to and make the decisions they want to. I think the big thing that we talk about here is being able to live with the consequences of your actions and taking responsibility for the consequences of your actions. So I've talked a lot about this before on the hashtag Ask the Soccer Pro Show. And I talk about this a lot with everybody and individuals. I think many people think that I'm very confident or cocky or, or full of myself or arrogant or any of those things, which is fine. And I am in different ways and different capacities. But I think the most important thing for me that I know to be true, and it doesn't matter if anyone believes this or not, because like I said, you just have to know yourself. And if you know yourself, you know your insecurities and the insecurities of others won't affect you. So if, uh, oh man, lost my train of thought. But my, what was my point? Uh, oh, um where I was saying cocky, arrogant, whatever, whatever word you want to use to describe me, positive or negative, whichever, doesn't matter. You know what I'm talking about when I'm saying this. Um, for me, it's not that I'm not, I don't believe that I can't be wrong and that I'm not open to the idea that I am wrong. I am, I'm open to those things. But I am okay 
and I am accepting of the consequences of being wrong. So if I'm wrong, I'm more than happy to acknowledge that I'm wrong. If I, if I know I'm wrong, right? I'm more than happy to acknowledge that I'm wrong and apologize if I believe it's something I need to apologize for or, or work to correct my mistake or learn from my mistake. But I won't apologize for, for needing to make a mistake to learn. Mistakes are necessary to learn lessons, right? If um, I'm not going to apologize for touching a hot stove to learn that the stove is hot. I might apologize because touching the stove and hurting myself and burning myself might have made you feel bad because you told me not to do it, but I'm not going to apologize for the action of doing that because I needed to touch the stove so I can learn for myself why I don't touch the stove in the future or why touching the stove is okay because it's not going to kill me. You know, sometimes you need to take some risks. You need to take some chances and, and, um, you know, try new things. I think people are too scared of making mistakes, mainly because we're in such a we're such a culture where everyone's paying attention and watching everybody and judging the shit out of everybody. Um, and they're judging, everyone's judging everybody because uh, no one's, no one is giving anybody the opportunity to make a mistake. Well, you can't, you can't do anything well if you haven't made multiple, hi, how you guys doing? Multiple, multiple mistakes in the past. So if everyone's over here being a mistake I'm not going to say that. Like, uh, 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 like war mistake wardens, you know, like demanding that everybody be perfect and never make a mistake. Like, is that the level and standard that you're holding to yourself? And if so, are how do you know you're not making a mistake? How can you prove that you haven't made mistakes or you're not making mistakes? And if you don't know how to answer that question, then why are you worried about what other people are doing and judging them for what they're doing? How about figure out what they're doing and why they're doing it so you can make a decision as to whether or not that could be something of value to you and can help you along your journey? Or are you preventing yourself from growing and learning, which is a mistake that you can only overcome if you ask yourself that question and then answer it honestly? But now we're talking about some MSL philosophy here, everyone. Let's see. Um, Hart said Quincy to Liverpool Fun fact Played Liverpool when I first signed With Toronto FC in an exhibition Game and scored against them So I've scored against Liverpool um, I've scored against Liverpool, I've scored against QPR I've scored against West Ham I've scored against Tottenham have I scored against Man United? No, I haven't scored against Man United. I've played against Man U. I didn't score against Man U. Let's see. Uh, Z Blue said, The evil we faced clouded our hearts with fear. But the deeper the darkness around you, the brighter the light shines when a ray of hope appears. I feel you on that. But I would uh, then, for me, the way I look at that and see that is, you are the ray of hope and you have appeared because you exist and you are here now. So you will walk through the darkness being a ray of hope and setting the example for those around you who are insecure about the darkness within them. Ooh, like that. Uh, Chris asked, what team do you want to play for? The team that values me most. What would your for first choice club be if, uh, if every MLS club team wanted you? Again, the team that could showcase to me that they value what I'm bringing to the table most. Um, as you guys know, I've, been, I've played for many organizations and many teams. So um, I enjoy playing in the MLS. That's where I've spent... My, the entirety of my professional career but I definitely would like to be in a place where people value and understand what I bring to the table before I show up and don't pigeonhole me and make a decision as to what I am or what I'm capable of before I get there that's kind of been my career this whole time and I understand why that's been the case 
if I didn't understand why, I definitely still wouldn't be in the league like I am. But I think at this point in time in my career, I have enough of a track record to show that I've been extremely undervalued and underutilized over the course of my career. And I have the stats and and uh, numbers and minutes and appearances to back that up. I, that's what I didn't have. You know, I think this is an issue a lot of young players and just people in general run into. And I understand this like fully and completely. You show up and you know you're good enough. And you know that you just need an opportunity. And you need a chance to... You need the ability to make some mistakes so you can learn from your mistakes and, and grow. But a big disadvantage that many people have is you don't have the luxury of being able to make mistakes and that's your actual problem your problem is that in order to learn you need to be you need to make mistakes the problem is when you show up and you make mistakes that gives the justification to everyone there as to why you're not good enough so the longer it takes you to learn from your mistakes or if it's required that you make mistakes to learn but you don't have the freedom or the 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 belief of the people or the the individuals or the organization or whoever to give you time to make mistakes you're essentially being set up for failure because there's no way for you to or at least there's very very limited few ways for you to stick around long enough to make the mistakes to learn what you need to learn to become successful and the reason I know that is because when I first came into the league 11 years ago, I didn't know anybody. I didn't know, I didn't know how MLS worked. I didn't know anyone who'd played in MLS before. I didn't have a conversation with anyone who played pro. I never watched pro on TV growing up. I, I literally started with no knowledge and no understanding of this league at all until I got drafted. So the first time, the first name I ever learned in MLS when I got drafted was Frank Yallop and John Doyle, and I learned head coach and general manager. And those were the first two terms, and first that was my first introduction into professional soccer. And at that moment, I then went on the internet and started doing some research to learn, like, what is a general manager? And, like, uh, I understood what a head coach was, but I didn't know the difference in terms of professional head coach and, like, all of that kind of stuff. What are the roles and responsibilities of that? And that's where I got started. That's where I started. And call it, it took me 10 years to build up. It took me 10 years to make enough mistakes to learn how this whole thing works, how this whole system works, how the business works, how players get taken advantage of how players take advantage of other players, how agents take advantage of players, how coaches take advantage of players, how owners, literally everything. Like, uh, I've been on multiple, multiple teams, multiple organizations, multiple regime changes. I've been the bottom of the roster. I've been, at short periods of time, the top of the roster. I've been traded without being known. I've been traded with knowing. I've been in the country, outside the country. Literally almost every single experience you could possibly have. Minimum salary, uh, yeah, no play time, barely any minutes, barely, literally every single different perspective that you could have over this. And through that time, I've been looking at it from the perspective and lens of figuring out how players like me, who started out not knowing anyone, having no contacts, nothing, but have all the potential and the ability in the world to play at this level and to excel at this level, like what do we need to do to help facilitate giving them opportunities and understanding why most players like me fall through the cracks? Because I've played with many, many players who are more than capable and able to play at this level on like a technical, technical, tactical, mental perspective. But most of them don't make it because they don't understand the business of soccer in America. And they don't understand the level and degree of networking and who you know has way, way, way more to do with anything than, than what you know and how good you are, which is hard for people to really hear and, and, and agree with because that's not fair. And that's true. It isn't fair. And that's the point. And um, if, you, if you 
if you take the perspective of it's not fair so there's no point in trying well that's why the system was designed the way it was designed because it, it's forcing you to give up before you start but if you approach it with the mentality of it's not fair and I will learn how to still make it work well now you're actually approaching it with the mentality that means you will grow in value over time and it's just a matter of time before people start to realize what your value is and then the calls will start coming in and then the people will start to appreciate what it is that you do even if that's only so they can benefit for themselves which is another aspect of this journey that if you go on you'll learn and you'll understand on a deeper level um but yeah making mistakes that's pretty much the theme of today and what are you doing in your free time to give yourself the ability to make mistakes and what mistakes do you, can you learn from others so you don't have to make them for yourself uh xavier said greetings from nigeria shout out nigeria what's going on yo xavier let the nigerian national team know that i'm I've got my uh, citizenship, and if they're looking for a, a striker, I'm ready to go. Um, yes, what's up? Uh, V-O-L-C-Y underscore said Quincy joined Montreal Impact back. Hey, why not? I played with uh, uh, TT. Uh, uh, I played with Henri uh, when I was with New York Red Bulls for a couple weeks there. What year was that? So he's a head coach now. I'd, I'd, I'd go play for, I go play for him. I definitely know I could learn a lot from from uh, working with him and seeing how he is on the on the coaching side now. I learned a lot in the short time I was there with him um, as a player. He definitely was a top level, high level player. Mojo said the devil's greatest trick was the was that he convinced people he didn't exist. Uh, I like that. I like that. But I also would think the, the devil didn't convince the devil didn't convince you that he didn't exist. You convince yourself the devil doesn't exist. That's the way that I would look. I, I, I see that quote and think about it. Like, there's a devil inside of you, right? There's the, you know, depending on whatever religious perspective you want to take on things, uh, if you're religious or non-religious, um, you know, uh, sin is a concept that most people understand, which is associated with the devil. Like, we're all sinners, and by that I mean even if you're religious or not religious, there's, 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 there's vices or things that we do, habits that we have that we know are quote-unquote evil or bad or not good um, in, the context, in the context of understanding what I'm talking about in this conversation. Um, we could go a hold down another deep rabbit hole on where I think good, bad, evil, and all that is subjective, which it is because it's just relative to what you're talking about. Um, so bad in the, uh, eating a hamburger is bad if I eat hamburgers every day for the next 10 years and then I have high cholesterol and get a heart attack. But eating a hamburger today can be good because I'm rewarding myself and enjoying something that I like because I went on a run and worked out today. So the, we're both looking at the same thing, but based on the perspective we're taking, we'll, we'll use the subjective word of good or bad. Um, tying that into what you're talking about with the devil's greatest trick was that he convinced people he didn't exist. I'd say the devil within us convinced ourselves that he doesn't exist and we're not we're not him or her or we're not capable of being the devil when we feel it suits us best. Um, so I think the trick is I think we, we're great at convincing ourselves that we're better than we are or we we work harder than we do or we or we care about the things that we say we care about for the reasons that we say we care about them. And I think when you're able to acknowledge your selfish needs or your selfish desires and know why you want them or why you choose to participate in them, then you actually have the ability to make a decision on whether or not you're participating in those. But that was a good quote. I like that one. Let's see. Uh, Christopher said, tell DC if they don't resign you, we won't renew our season tickets. Tell DC that yourself. Let them know. Get that going. I'd like to hashtag sign Quincy. Let's see. Also, letting you guys know, uh, I think we're, we're going to be doing some meme giveaways. So I'm liking all the memes that everyone's making. If you guys have been seeing the MSL memes that have been going on and the, the memes you guys have been making of me and throwing me on random stuff. I love that stuff. So, uh, 
keep making your memes. Share them on Twitter. Tag hashtag uh, what was what is it? Hashtag sign Quincy. Hashtag MSL twenty twenty. And uh, I'll reshare all the memes on my account. But I'll the ones that I like the most. I'll, I'll send you guys some pre, uh, free perfect soccer swag. So maybe an I'm in your head shirt, uh, perfect soccer soccer balls, books, signed jersey stuff like that. Let's see what we got here. Clark HB said, Quincy, my hero. <laughs> Thank you very much. HYK underscore 11 joined. What's going on? HYK. Um, let's see. I'll be wrapping this up here soon. I'm going to just kind of finish my stretch, my stretches. I'll do my light jog back and call it a day. Xavier said it's 5.32 p.m. here in Nigeria. It is 11.30 here in D.C. Xavier said, we'd be happy to have you on our national team. Yo, start letting them know. I'm available. Um, U-M-A-R-S-A-A-D-1-2-3 asked, who was your idol growing up? And I'd say my father. I looked up to, I, I look up to him a lot. And I have since I was um, young. I've learned a lot from him and I've learned a lot from my mother as well too. Like the both of them are both of them make a perfect team, right? They have they they both have their strengths and their weaknesses, but my mother's strengths complement my father's weaknesses, my father's strengths complement my mother's weaknesses, and the two of them made the, the perfect tag team of of parents and um, I've learned the bulk of my values, my work ethic and my my ability to just figure things out and get the job done from from both of them. So I definitely, I think when I was younger, I looked up to my dad a lot. But as I've grown older, I can better see and understand how pivotal um, my mother's uh, approach to raising me and teaching me was to bringing it all together. So my dad had had the vision. If you're thinking about it from business terms, my dad was a visionary. He was a CEO. He's big picture. That's how I am. That's how I think. But my mom was the COO. She was the operation. She was execution. She was the one that brought that vision down to the ground and knew how to execute on it and implement and keep me disciplined and focused every single day. And she, she understood me and understood what I needed to build the, the foundation of discipline that would be necessary for me to be successful. Because I had, you know, I had the ambition, I had the self-belief, I had the encouragement, you know what I mean? I had all those things, but, um, when you have those things and you're talented at stuff, uh, that sometimes can give you the excuse to not have to do the work. Like for instance, I'm out here running, right? Like that's discipline. I have to do it. I have to run so that I can be prepared three months from now in preseason or two months and two and a half months from now in preseason. Um, most people who are, who are running just on talent know that they could just show up on preseason and maybe skate by cause they can get away with stuff. Um, I think my mom taught me deeply that just because you can get away with something doesn't mean you should still put in the honest effort and honest work so that you're prepared for any outcome. Uh, Y-E-L-Y-K-A-N-T-A said, I need a jersey. Well, I got a couple jerseys still left. I signed, uh, Game Worn signed jerseys. Go to perfectsoccerskills.com slash store. Buy yourself your very own Quincy Ameriqua jersey. Because... The MLS doesn't do a good job of getting that over to you. And plus, if you buy it direct from me, hey, you get a signature and some perfect soccer swag as well, too. Um, Mojo said, always appreciate the preaching, my guys. Thanks for the autograph and picture, fam. Of course. Thank you very much for following the brand. David said, I'm in I'm in your head emojis. What's going on, David? Uh, uh, Mojo said, we want Olsen sack, but... If he signs you again, would put up with him another season. <laughs> I appreciate that. Hey, yo, I like that. Finding the positives in the negative. That's real. That's a real MSL mentality. I like that. Uh, Y-E-L-Y-K-N-T-A-N-T-A asked, why don't you play for the Nigerian national team? Honestly, I don't, I don't think the Nigerian national team knows I'm a Nigerian citizen. So I need you guys to definitely let them know that I have my passport, you know? And uh, I'm available. Bring me in. See if I've got what it takes. I think I do. 
but we'll find out if we know I do. Uh, Connor said, I'm going to ask my soccer team if they can sign you. Hey, send the contract over. Let's have a look. We'll talk. Joe Jackson, welcome to the live. What's going on? Connor said, England loves Quincy. Thank you very much. Uh, Christopher said, Black Friday sale. Christopher, what are you thinking? You let me know what you want to buy, and we'll create a custom Black Friday sale coupon code just for you. Uh, uh, Isaac said, thought you played for the U.S. national team. Nope. Um, I'm eligible for it, but I don't play for them. Um, uh, that man, J.A.V., said, I used to email you because I knew Simon, who knew your wife, Man, it's great to see you in D.C. Glad to see the mentality is great as always. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you for following and, and uh, being a fan and sh- spreading our message and sharing what you've, what you've learned f- from us over the years. Uh, Joe said, I'm in science class right now. Hey, you're in science class taking a philosophical science class. Look at you doubling down on your work. But you definitely should be paying attention in class. Uh, I appreciate you joining in on the live, but... You got to make sure you're getting your your schoolwork and classwork done. Um, yeah, Christopher, just send in uh, send an email to contact at perfectsoccerskills.com, letting me know. Add links to what it is that you're wanting and what you're wanting to get, and what you would need. What kind of discount you're looking for, so that you could get it, and we'll try to find figure out something that works. MU.026 said, I bought your card in FIFA right now. Yo, that's what's up. I appreciate that. You score goals or uh, with my character in the game or do anything, uh, share it on Instagram and tag me in it, and I'll, I'll reshare my account. Definitely on Twitter. Share it on Twitter because I'm, I'm going to start getting more active on Twitter because I, I like Twitter. It's way better for organizing conversations and keeping things going. and just I think it's more like... Uh, Twitter's more more casual and more fun, you know? So I think we'll be sharing ideas and having deeper conversations, uh, quicker conversations over on Twitter than the highlights and the best stuff that we find on Twitter will then turn into master posts and post them over on um, on my Instagram uh, channel and YouTube channel. Moni said, you deserve a higher rating in FIFA. As long as we can get FIFA to increase my mental strength rating to uh, 100 they can keep all the other stats very low. Let's. Our goal is to get FIFA to recognize that mental strength should be a stat within FIFA. That would be a great goal to accomplish. On this day, we've 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 projected that out there. We're going to speak that into existence. Mental strength stat needs to be in FIFA, and it will be in FIFA in the future, sometime in the future. So. Um, John asked, do you watch EPL and support any teams? I do not watch the EPL. Um, and I'm not an avid supporter of any teams, um, mainly because I spend a majority of all my extra time um, working on the MSL, our businesses, developing these ideas and philosophies, and then speaking with you guys and sharing that with you. But I do love hearing your guys' feedback on the teams you support and why and the things that you're learning. So I learn from... I learn from you guys. So for instance, my approach and how I've been able to leverage my learning process is, let's say you really enjoy watching EPL games. So you will watch, call it 10 hours of EPL games and matches over the, over the weekend. And you enjoyed yourself. You had a great time. Um, when I connect with you, I'll ask you what you took away and what you learned from the 10 hours and what's most important to you based on that. And maybe you'll break it down and say, ah, well, of the, of the 10 hours, these, this 10 minutes is the most important or the, the things that you should take away from it. And this is why I believe you should look at that. So one, I'd look at what you think is important and why you think it's important. And then I would start there. So that saves me time. So I, I might not enjoy watching the games enough to invest 10 hours of my time in it, but you do. And there's nothing wrong with that because you enjoy that. But I'll, I'll start at the 10 minutes you think is most important because you're the one who's invested a lot of time into watching. So you're watching it from a different perspective than I do. I'm watching it from a perspective of learning. You're watching it from the perspective of maybe entertainment and then learning. 
So I'll, I'll understand why you watch it first. And if you watch it from a perspective of entertainment, then I'll be updated on what's going on in popular culture and the entertainment aspect. If you watch it from the perspective of learning, then I can see what you see as being important and why, and then I can learn from that. And if I'm talking to 10 different players who are all investing the same 10 hours watching the game and they're watching to learn, so that their intention is to watch from a perspective of learning, I now have 10 different perspectives of people who have spent 10 hours watching this and broke it down into 10 minutes of what they think is most important and why they think it's most important. So now I have 100 minutes of 10 different perspectives of what 10 different people believe is important for 10 different reasons. So now I've downloaded 10 different perspectives of expertise in their own particular field off of the investment of 10 hours of time of each individual. So I now have spent 100 minutes of my time focused on the 10 most important minutes of 10 different people's perspectives with an understanding of why each person believes that that is most important. I can then compare and see and try to find patterns between similarities of those 10 players. And then I can find outliers to determine what I believe is important for myself. So I just walked you through the entire process of what it is that I do to learn at an accelerated rate and how I've been doing it for many, many years. I am now able to uh, more quickly and efficiently communicate those processes through words in a way that people can see what I'm saying. And that is a skill of communication that I've been working to develop for over 15 years now. So um, that is why I believe the way in which I'm approaching the game is going to change the way the game is approached. Um, because I don't think there's anybody who can do that. And if there is, I'd love for you to connect me with them so we can have a conversation. Because this is something I've been doing for a very, very long time, and I know I am very good at what I do. And if I wasn't, I wouldn't still be here, as I've said before. Um, and it doesn't matter if you don't believe me or you think I don't know what I'm talking about. Because I'm confident in my abilities and what I'm doing and what I'm sharing and why, because I can back it up with evidence as to why I believe the things I do and why I approach it the way that I do. But I think what's most important is most people have a very uh, scarcity mindset, so they'd be scared to share exactly how they do what they do, like McDonald's secret sauce, like, oh, no one can know what the sauce is, what's in the sauce, right? Like, this is, this is our secret. Assuming, and that's making the assumption that, okay, if everyone had the ingredients to to your secret sauce, you're telling me that's the only reason people come to you? Well, that if the only reason people come to you is because your secret sauce recipe is hidden and no one has access to it, then you're very vulnerable because what are you going to do the day that someone figures that out? Instead, share your recipe, share the secret sauce, share everything that's in it. Share it with everybody. Because one, it lets them then it gives them the opportunity to go and try it for themselves. And if what you do is so unique and so valuable and so, um, uh, good as you believe it is, people won't be able to duplicate your secret sauce, even if they have all the ingredients, because it takes, it takes more than just the ingredients. It takes, it takes the skill necessary to, to know how to prepare it, how to bring it together, how to cook it, all of those things. Um, I think you guys are understanding what I'm saying. You're picking up what I'm putting down. Uh, I'd encourage you not to go with a scarcity mindset. When you learn something, share what you've learned with others. And if they're open to learning or implementing it for themselves and they find success, then they're going to attribute some of their success to you. And they're probably going to come to you again in the future because you were someone who provided value to them. If you're an individual who has a... How you doing, brother? Huh? What you doing? I'm doing uh, Instagram Live. Like, you like, it sounds like you're doing motivational. Yeah, I'm talking to my followers and fans. What's your name, man? Cass. Cass, yeah. this is my, my followers, and I'm going live. So, yeah, I'm doing a little bit of talking on 
No, no, you're good. No interrupt, man. Uh, I appreciate your willingness to just ask a question. Yeah, have a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man. Where was I? Yeah, so share. Share what you've learned. Share what you've learned from the mistakes you've made. In the short term, you won't really know what that will mean to people. But as time goes on, uh, sharing those things grows into uh, uh, grows into value in the future. So you're investing you're investing in yourself when you when you share what you've learned. In the short term, sharing what you learn might be a mistake because you're exposing to other people that that. Uh, you're a threat to them because they have a scarcity mindset and they're going to do everything they can to prevent you from growing. But when they do that, that should be confirmation to you that you're on the right path and you're doing the right things. So it's really comes down to the perspective that you take and you want to take the perspective of one of using negativity and people holding you down as motivation for why you're doing what you do and you're carrying yourself in the way that you do it. So, so carry yourself with principles and know that doing so is going to be difficult because many people that you'll interact with and work with aren't operating on principles. Um, they're operating on an a, uh, individual uh, scarcity mindset. And when they look at you, they see, they see... What do they see? When they look at you operating with principles, they see danger. They see the end of what they're doing and how they're doing it. So obviously they're going to try to fight it and they're going to prevent that from happening. So when you see that, that should be acknowledgement to you that you're doing the right things and it's, it's just a matter of time, but it doesn't mean it's not going to take a lot of time, effort and energy on your part. And there's not going to be difficult moments that will be difficult to get through. Um, but I guess what I'm saying is it, it'll be worth the effort and energy. But you must remain committed. Yeah, Connor said, have a good Tuesday, you two. Have a good one. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, O-U-I-C-H-O-U dot A-D-E-L-1 asked, did you learn Will from Zlatan? Did I learn? No. What I learned from Zlatan when playing against him was that he is a player on the field who only plays for himself. And he's figured out how to orchestrate the whole game to facilitate him and him alone. Which is why he's able to to score as many goals as he does. But also why in two years in MLS, he wasn't able to make it very far in playoffs. Because as we talked at the beginning of this conversation, no one player is big enough to just to win anything and everything in soccer. It comes down to the team that you build. And to win a championship, there has to be a level of teamwork. It could be a bunch of individual guys who all buy into the idea that they can only win if they if – they, work together so everyone can win for their own selfish reasons or means like if we're only so if if the whole team decides that Zlatan is the guy that is going to bring them to the promised land and everyone is willing to sacrifice their own ability and and taking chances and stuff on the field so that he can do everything well then you're hoping he can score like five or six goals because unless he's also going to be able to defend for everybody. So if everyone agrees that they're going to do all the defending and then everything offensively is going to facilitate giving Zlatan the ball so he can score the goals and that's how we're going to win, you can win that way. The problem is the problem is, players are too selfish to do that for the whole year, especially if the person who they're doing it for doesn't give two craps about them. Like if, if that person doesn't show that he values what they do, it's not going to work. So a better example would be, uh, let's think of football like Tom Brady, right? Tom Brady has been uh, someone who's won multiple championships in what he's done. And 
I think a big reason for that is because he understands how he's able to win, and it's because of the team uh, he has, the culture he's built, and the teammates he has. So when he's approaching it, maybe everyone on the team goes, Tom's going to bring us to the, the promised land, and he's going to get the job done, and we need to give him the ball every time and let him make all the decisions. But the team is deciding that because Tom then rewards his offensive linemen with making sure they're taken care of and they get the money that they deserve or he takes less money so other teammates can have what they need. So his teammates can see that he, the their leader, cares about them and sorts them out and makes sure that they're taken care of, which is why the team does well and Tom gets all the accolades and stuff that he does. When I look at that in contrast, when I played against Zlatan, what I learned is he's the opposite of that. He believes that he is the sole and only reason anything good will ever happen. And he'll be, he is a very talented player and he can execute and do a lot of things. But he'll never get the buy-in from his teammates around him. Um, I think he's, I don't know much of his history in terms of outside of it, but I, my assumption would be uh, Zlatan, like I haven't watched, the first time I ever watched Zlatan play a game is when I played against him. So um, this is a completely just what I learned when I played against him in one game. And my job is to learn the individual I'm playing against the day of and, and shut them down and beat them. That's my job. Um, I don't need to watch your film and how you do I, my job is just to learn what you do in the moment and see what you do and then then just nullify whatever it is that you're doing um so my assumption would be that again not knowing Zlatan's history I'd say my assumption would be that he's found success on teams where there's a bunch of other people who are also very very good and talented I'd assume that you know he's just been at places where there's a bunch of other people who are just as good as him. So it's like a bunch of really high-level guys playing, and it's easy to be good when everyone on your team is really, really good. But I think a real test to your leadership and your ability is how good are you when the people around you aren't, quote-unquote, good. Um, I think it's easy. It's easy. It's kind of the same approach. It's easy to be positive when things are going well, but who are you when things are going poorly? I think that's a real that's an actual testament of who you are and what your character is. Um, when things aren't going well and aren't going your way, are you still saying the same things? Are you still acting the same way? Are you still behaving in the same manner? I'm going to say hello to you if I'm having a bad day and if I'm having a good day. I'm not going to only say hello to you if I'm having a good day. And then when I'm having a bad day, I'm just going to ignore you and like, you don't matter. And this doesn't matter. It's the same. Like, uh, are you someone who only says, are you someone who only interacts with fans when you win and then when you lose, you don't interact with them? Or do you only talk to the reporters when you win and you do really well and then when you lose, you don't speak to them, you hide? Again, you might think that's, that's, that's okay and you, uh, you approach it that way, which is fine. I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. I'm just expressing to you guys what I do and why I do it the way that I do. <laughs> And if you find value in it, great. And if you think it's bullcrap, go throw it in the trash. Don't mind. It doesn't matter to me. But um, hopefully that answers your question. Uh, between Zlatan and Vela, who do you prefer? I prefer Vela because it looks like his player, the players actually care uh, about him being successful and want to see him do well. Um, my, my impression in the game when I'm playing was that the Zlatan's teammates didn't care much for him, but there wasn't much that they could do because the organization has basically built themselves around Zlatan. And even if you see half the crap that Zlatan was saying while he's here, the league didn't even do anything about it. So that showed the players there that 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 showed the players all they needed to see to understand what was going on. Uh, Dreams Woke said, that was a great message, man. I just got back from Argentina, and the mental strength over there is very different to the people here in the States. What did you take away and learn while you were over there? And I know Instagram will probably be kicking me off here in a little bit, and uh, I've kind of finished my workout and stretch for today. So I guess I'll share a couple more thoughts, um, answer any questions that any of you guys have before I call it a 
call it a day. Let's see. MLS fan base thoughts on Instagram removing the number of likes per post. Could this be good or bad move for Instagram? This is a good move for Instagram in the long term. And the reason for that is I think a lot of people, uh, we've talked about a couple of topics, a lot of things today. Uh, one of them being insecurity, right? I think a lot of people have a lot of insecurity and that insecurity is tied up in Instagram and likes and comments and stuff and fear of making mistakes. And I think uh, Instagram likes is real-time feedback for people when they post something. So the moment they post something, they get immediate feedback as to whether people like it or not. But And when they see that and they see that people don't like it, they curb their behavior. So then they don't share stuff like that or they change what they're sharing. Um, because of that, it's, it's preventing Instagram. If you think from an Instagram, from business perspective, Instagram, the content being shared on the platform is getting so tailored that people aren't able to come up with new ideas or share new things because people are only sharing what others have already shown to like in the past. And as people only see the same thing and there's nothing creative or new coming out, they eventually get sick of being on this platform and they go and seek, seek content elsewhere. So that would be my guess, my guess as to why they're removing that. I don't think most of these platforms do things because it's the right thing to do. I think they do things because they realize that it's going to affect their profits or their bottom line. So, um, in order to do good things, you have to figure out a way to make to make it profitable to do good things. And I think that's something that's lost on a lot of people that want to be, want to do good work and, uh, you know, uh, improve things and change things. You have to figure out a way to improve and change things profitably and make money doing it. Uh, again, that might not sound very fair or good, but it's the truth. And if you don't accept that, then you're going to just continue to work on things that aren't going to work, not because they can't work, but because you have to learn how things work first before you can then change how they work. Mm. And most people make the mistake of saying something's not fair and something's not right. So they go, we're going to change it before first learning why it works the way it does and how it works. I want to make sure I don't lose the signal here. Um, so learn the system first. Learn how it works. Learn why it works the way it does. Be able to teach it to someone else simply and effectively. Then, once you know that and how to do that, then you can start working on changing it or improving it because you'll be doing so with an understanding and perspective that can be respected by those who you're wanting to change the system for or against, right? So, yeah. Um, uh, Christopher said, so who can I email that would improve, that would best improve the chance of you getting re-signed? I think that would probably be Dave Casper and than Ben Olson. Dave's the general manager, so he does contracts and stuff. So if you get you guys get a bunch of if you get a bunch of the fans together to reach out to him and talk to him, that would probably create the best chance. Uh, FWW Chris said thanks for taking a picture for you, of course, no problem. I'm happy to do it. And I've got two minutes here left on Instagram. So let's see. I learned, Dream said, I learned the importance of having an abundant state of mind as well as believing in your own talent when the people around you are planning for your downfall. The players over there have so much. Thank you for sharing that. I think that that is a valuable one. And uh, Bullseye said, hashtag Jersey game. FW uh, Chris said, big fan, man. Love so much. Thanks for taking a picture with me. Yep. I, I think I just said uh, happy to happy to do that. Um, yeah, guys. So that's, uh, that's a wrap for me. I appreciate you guys joining in on this random impromptu live. Uh, some great MSL topics that we talked about there. Um, just letting you guys know, I'm go, I go live every Thursday. Uh, at 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST on the at Perfect Soccer 
at perfect underscore soccer account. Uh, we're changing up. Well, not changing up, but we're really refining in our message and our show moving forward. I'd love to see you guys join me in live. We've got a lot of great content um, coming out. And this account's just going to get much more streamlined, much more focused, and uh, become a much more valuable resource for those of you who are looking for ways to improve your mentality and connect with individuals who are thinking about bigger picture stuff. So uh, I appreciate everybody joining in on the live. Please follow the Perfect Soccer account and join our uh, membership area so you guys can stay up to date with the weekly newsletter that's coming out. And uh, I love, I'd love to see you guys join me on the live on Thursday. Um, with more questions, ideas, so we can we can share. Uh, so thanks again, guys. I will see you on Thursday. If you listen to this episode and you learn or gain anything of value or gain any insights, we'd love for you to reach out to us and let you let us know what you've learned, as well as leave a comment or a review on the podcast or platform that you're currently listening. Thanks again.